0: Grab your Bibles, Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Remain standing with me. If you don't have a Bible, there's one in front of you there on that pew. If not, you can follow along with us on the screen. Once again, we want to welcome you here this morning. If this is your first time within Victory Outreach, Heart of the Way. I pray that this won't be your last time. And uh, I believe that God can do a great work within you and your family as well. And you're going to see miracles right before your very eyes like never before. A lot of people always ask me how long. uh, We've been pastoring, myself and my wife, we've only been pastoring here for three years. We're young, but I want you to know something. We love God, and just as much as we love God, we love people. And however we can help you, that's what we want to do. And we want to make sure that we get the love of Christ all over Hayward and all over the Bay Area. Amen. Praise the Lord. Romans chapter 5. Verse 8, not going to be long at all. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Pastor Brian is here. He would like to say something. All right, give Pastor Brian a hand, amen? He's... Stop the recording. We're, something's always new in Victory Outreach, amen? You never know what's going to happen. Pastor Brian. Thanks for letting me butt in for a minute. Hey, I just want to say... Good job this week. Way to go. Good job. Listen, you guys rocked it for the kingdom of God. It was awesome. And you worked hard. I saw you were tired. Was Daniel still alive? He was so tired. And you guys worked hard. But I want to tell you, I'm tired just watching it happen. But uh, I just want to just say from my perspective, good job. You guys did a great job. People's lives were affected. Destinies were changed. And I want to know that we're in your corner. Good job, okay? So I just want to encourage you. you. So. Wow. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Brian. Yeah. Okay. Amen. Come on, give Pastor Brian a great big hand. For those of you that are new to the church, this is his church. We rent from him. We rent from them. This is their building, and they've been gracious enough to let us be here. And uh, well, that was awesome. Amen. That was awesome. I really appreciate that. Sometimes you need to get a different perspective. You know, and, and just know that you are advancing the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. That was awesome. I take a deep breath after that. Romans chapter five, verse eight. Says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You. Christ died for me. Turn to your neighbor before you're seated, shake their hand and tell them God loves you deeply. Then you may be seated. Praise the Lord. Here this morning, not gonna be very long. I know it's a little hot, a little warm, but don't worry about it. I know a place that's a lot hotter Phoenix, Arizona, amen? It's hot over there. But I know there's gonna be another place that's a whole lot hotter and it's gonna smell horrible. Read the scriptures, the description's kind of weird, kind of like throws you off because it's dark, but then there's fire. How do you see? You could smell but your skin will forever be tormented but never die. Crazy. Don't want to go there. Amen. But here this morning, you haven't gone to hell. You've gone to heaven. Amen. You've gone to Hayward. You've a Heart of the Bay. Every service should be like a slice of heaven. How many of you like the Golden State Warriors? Wow, that sounded like a, yeah, but I'm really not that into them right now. Well, I personally, I'm a Spurs fan. I've been a Spurs fan all my life. I know a lot of people say, "Ah, you're a Spurs fan because they were winning. Actually, I still have David Robinson's rookie card from when I was a kid. I like the Spurs. I've always been. People ask, well, how would you become a Spurs fan? When I was a kid, I'm a lefty. I bat left. I throw left. And so being a lefty, I didn't have a whole lot of people to look up to. So my father gave me this magazine. I'll never forget. He gave me a magazine. It had David Robinson on the cover. It was a Christian magazine called Spectrum Magazine. I don't know if any of you remember it. It's called Spectrum Magazine. And he gave it to me. And I go, who's this? He goes, it's David Robinson. I go, who's that? He goes, they call him the Admiral, and he's left-handed. So I was like, okay, all right. I think I'm going to like David Robinson. So I liked David Robinson, and then over time, I became a Spurs fan. So I'm excited because the Spurs play tonight. Come on, somebody. But it's okay. I'm not going to watch them. I'm going to be out with my wifey. Having a good time. I'm her silver spur. Mm -hmm. You can turn any message to a marriage message, amen, just like that. That's what she does to me. She hypnotizes me. Well, anyways... I'm a Spurs fan, and so I like playing basketball. I, I love playing basketball. I love getting involved with it. I just like the sport of it, putting this little ball into this big hoop and running around and pushing people around. I think it's fun for some reason. Sweaty guys, that's the only time where sweaty guys can rub against each other and like, all right, bro, good job, good game. No other time. Only basketball can do that. Well, how many of you here, you are a basketball, basketball fan? You like the sport of basketball. All right. How many ladies like basketball? Okay, just a few. All right, a few. How many ladies right now if I were to give you an opportunity to make a basketball shot right now, you could make a basketball shot. How many ladies think you could do it? My sister right here in the pink. You, you think you could do it right now? C- come on up here right now. Give her a hand as she makes her way. Come on, come on up here. Come on up here right now. Come on, my sister. You, you raised your hand right away. You're like, I'm a baller, shot caller, 20-inch taller. Come on now. Oh, you got that. Show me that shot. How you got that arc? Oh, my sister from another mister. Come on over here. What's your name? Where are you from? I'm from Wilma from Hayward. What's your name? Wilma. Wilma. Wilma, like Fred and Wilma? Come on now. All right. Where's the basketball? I need a ball over here. Give me a basketball. Oh, throw it to me right here. All right. We got a little something. Okay, good. Cool. Now, all right, this is it right here. I got a basketball hoop right up there, okay? I want you to come over here. Come, come on over here. Come on over here, my sister. All right. Give you a good shot right here. All right? I, I, no, no, no. You got skills. I trust you. I trust I saw that thing like, hey, you could do that. I, I, I think you're going to give it all you got right there. How many think she can make the shot? Come on, how many think she can make a shot? Okay, I think she could do this. I think she could do it. All right, here you go. I'm gonna give give you two shots because I really think you could do it. How many think she could do it one more time? Wilma could do it? Okay, here we go. Wilma, on the count of three, you let her loose. All right, you do that thing. You do whatever you gotta do. Throw that thing, make it happen. Ready? One, two, three. Okay. All right. Okay. Hold, hold on. Throw it on back over here. Throw it on back over here. Okay. Here we go. Come on a little, a little, You know what? We're gonna get you closer. Let's get you in the middle. Let's get you in the middle. Come on. Let's get you in the middle. How many think she could get it if she gets in the middle over here? Come on. How many think she can get it in the middle? Okay. I think I think you got this. Right here. Right here. I think you got this. Right here. Right here. This is a right here. Right. Here. This is a three-point shot. Right here. Okay. Three-point shot. Right here. All right. It's the NBA finals. Come on up here, my sister. Come on come on up here. Come on up here, my sister. It's okay. I'm, I'm going to say two prayers for you. I'm going to say two prayers for you. Come, come on up here. Come on up here. Come on. Give Wilma a great big hand. Come on. Give her a hand. Didn't she do great? Didn't she do awesome? I know you tried. You, you tried hard. I know you did. Well, where do you live at, Wilma? Smalley. You live off Smalley. You guys know where Smalley's at, right? All right, well, I'm going to give you a little smallie right here. Okay, here you go. It's $100. That's for you right there. Okay, you can have that. That's all you right there. All right. God bless you. God bless you. Come on. Give her a hand as she makes her way down. Go ahead. Make your way down. There you go. Come on, give her a hand. She, she's got it right there. Some of you guys wishing you took the shot right about now, huh? Man. do it. See, the thing about it is this. She came up here, and I had already determined I was going to give her $100 whether she made the shot or not. The shot didn't matter. The shot was irrelevant. I chose her, and I had already determined I was going to give it to her. See, many of us think That God is going to love us only if we make the shot. Only if I'm a good person, God is going to love me. But the Bible says that God loves you even despite the shots that you miss. He loves you no matter what. That you do not have to strive and get, okay, once I'm perfect, then God's going to love me. No, God loves you no matter what. God loves you even with the mistakes that you made even before you walked in the doors. God loves you. While you were still a sinner, Christ died for you. Come on, somebody, give the Lord a hand of praise for that. No matter what, no matter what, God loves you. And here in Romans chapter 5, we read about that love, and we see three things. Number one, we see that God, God's love for us. Number two, Christ died for us. And number three, that even in our sinful state, while we were in that, he died for you and for me. See, no matter what, can you imagine if we were to read the scriptures? For God so loved the world that he waited for you to get right and get perfect. Then he sent his son. No. It says for God so loved the world that he gave. No matter what, he just gave. See, God's love is unconditional. Somebody say unconditional. Somebody say unconditional. See, this is very important because many times especially those of you that are married or those of you that are dating, the love that you fully understand the most, more than the love of pizza, more than the love of clothes, more than the love of food, is the love for each other. But the thing about the love for each other is that our love for each other is conditional. Is it not? Now, I'll be very honest and transparent myself. I remember when I got married, man, I was like all in love with my life, with my wife, like, oh, yeah, I said I do, and then a couple minutes A couple months went by, and I went, oh, man, why would I say I do? Okay, now, maybe it wasn't for you, but it was for me. I didn't realize how tough marriage really was. Okay, if I can be very honest, if I may, as a single man, you think marriage is really one thing, right? That's what you think. Oh, I'm just going to have fun in the bed, and that's going to be all our marriage. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome,
1: (laughs) Wrong.
0: (laughs) Simply because I had conditions on what I thought love was going to be. So based on my experiences was my conditions of love based on what I thought. So I thought that, okay, I'm going to love her. She's going to love me as long as I keep shooting the shot and I make it. But when we do that, I found that, oh, my gosh, if I keep my love my love based on shots that she makes, I'm never going to love her because she misses a lot of shots. I miss a lot of shots. I can't tell you how many times, oh, oh, chill, oh I got this. And Just learning her. I've learned my wife so much in these past few years. I, we're going married on nine years, nine years married. We dated for two years, so we've been together for 11. I've known her for 16 years. I've known her for a very long time. And even in the 16 years that I've known her, Man, I've done some things. I remember even for her birthday one time, I got her something so special. It's like, yeah, she's going to love this. It's going to be so great. And I got it for her, and she opened it up, and she went, oh, thanks. And I go, you like it, right? She goes, yeah, I like it. My heart just went, I so said, what in the world happened? I tried so hard. I did all this. And many times we even do that to God. We think, oh God, okay, I'm going to do all this and then you're going to love me. Because then all of a sudden we miss the shot and we think God doesn't love me. No, he loves you, Mr. made shots. No matter what. See, we have a conditional love for each other. We have a conditional way of looking at things, but God's love has always been without condition. That no matter what, listen, if there's anything you catch, by the time you leave this message, by the time you leave this service, you need to understand one thing, is that God loves you no matter what no matter what. See, we put conditions. Oh, okay, you got to dress like this. You got to look like this. Lift your hands this high. No, higher. No, higher. Okay, you got to sing the song at this volume. No, this volume. No, this volume. No, you got to go like this. Okay, make sure if you dance, don't go too much because you don't want to go right next to the person. You want to bump them. You don't want to irritate them because then if you irritate them, then you don't love God that much. You got to make sure to do this. Okay, make sure to do th- So we have all these conditions on therefore how much if we do this much, then God loves us this much. But if we only do this much, then God only loves you this much. God says, no. I love you this much. Amen. It hasn't changed. His arms have always been open. While you were a sinner, Christ died for you. He didn't wait for you to do this much. He just said, I'm just going to love you no matter what. Look at the person next to you say, no matter what. See, my friend, if you were to really ask yourself, when did God start loving us? Was it when we surrendered our life to Jesus Christ, when we raised our hand and went forward and we said a prayer? Is it when we said the prayer that all of a sudden God goes, oh, now he said the prayer. Now he's ready to be a good person. Thank God for many of us, he didn't wait for us to say the prayer and then start saying, okay, now I'm ready to change. He loved you even when many of you were in your jail cell. You know what? Guess, this is the best one. This is the best one. God loved you even when you said, I hate you. Now, if we're honest, some of you verbally actually said that. Now, we lived our life like that. We lived our life in hatred towards God. But many of you actually said it from your mouth, right? I hate you. I, I didn't. I did. I said, man, I was so upset one time when I broke my ankles. I was so mad. I was getting ready to sign for being involved in baseball, and then God messed up. That's what I thought. God messed up my ankles. God busted my ankles. I can't play ball anymore. I'm not going to sign a contract. I'm not going to go out and, and do, make millions of dollars. That's what I thought. But actually, what I found is that God broke my ankles. More than that, he broke my heart. And he had to break it down so that he could mend it and put it back together. Then I found out what true love really was, unconditional love. See, I had conditions, you had conditions, but God's love is unconditional. Somebody say unconditional. Come on, somebody say unconditional. See, Christ died for us, and he loved us then, and he still loves us now. This applies to us now as well. Though we may be Christians saved by grace, we still fall short. Can I hear an amen? The Bible says that all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. And we try to get technical, we try to uh, figure it out and make it this way and we that's just what we do. We always try to figure things out. When I was younger, my sister, she used to she went through this phase. I don't know what phase. Every kid goes through a phase, I guess. I'm the oldest of there's 3 of us and my youngest sister, Valentina, she was probably about Um, I don't know, eight years old, nine years old, and she went through this phase called nobody loves me. Nobody loved her. I mean, if we were were to say, uh, Val, don't sit right there. Sit over there. Nobody loves me. They're making me sit over here. I'm not lying. Every other word out of her mouth, every other phrase was nobody loves me because we would tell her, oh, no, don't drink that, drink that. Nobody loves me. That's not your water. That's his. Oh. Val, it's time for bed. Nobody loves me. I was like, oh, my gosh. You know what's funny? My sister was eight years old at the time. I find that many adults act like that sometimes. Sometimes. Hey, sister, I think you should go over there. Oh, nobody loves me. I know people, I've even met some people, they've actually come to me and kind of confessed. They said that they were mad at me. I said, wow, I'm a nice guy, I guess. So I remember I was talking to this guy. I go, "Well, well, you know, we were having a good conversation. We were talking about a lot of things. But then one of the things, he goes, man, I was mad at you. I go, what did I do that I... He goes, man, remember that one time? I was like, like, you know when people do that? Remember that one time? I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's a lot of times. He goes, remember that one time we were walking and we were there we were shaking hands and you walked by and you didn't shake my hand? And I went, uh, okay. After we got through the whole conversation, he took a shaking of the hand as love. And so because I didn't shake his hand, I didn't love him. See how conditional we are? We're very conditional. Oh, you didn't shake my hand. You didn't love me. Oh, you didn't smile at me. You didn't love me. So we have this thing that, okay, well, because my husband didn't do this or because my wife didn't do this, therefore, if I didn't do it to God, God doesn't love me. And I want you to know something. God loves you even if you try not to shake his hand. Even if you don't shake God's hand, he still loves you. Even if he extends his hand and you don't shake it, he still loves you. There's nothing you can do to nullify the love of God. Nothing. It's unconditional. He loves you no matter what. Turn to your neighbor one more time and tell him no matter what. See, what happens is many times is that we equate things that we see with a God we do not see. And there's a song that we used to sing, and we sing it actually every Christmas. You better watch out. You better not pound. Better, better not cry There's something, something I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town He knows when you are sleeping He knows when you're awake He knows when you've been So be Because Santa Claus All of a sudden equates to God If you're good God will give you gifts you're not good, you're on the naughty list. You get nothing. And so we sometimes twist in this reason for a season that all of a sudden God is not in seasons. God is not in time. Time is in God. But we put these seasons and we say, okay, in this good season, I'm good. God will bless me. Listen, God wants to bless you and always will bless you no matter what. No matter what. If you're breathing, you're blessed. You're blessed. Look, I I don't know what it is. It's not a part of my notes, but I don't know what it is. But we equate gifts with blessings. Like, oh, I got a, thank you, I got a new watch. Oh, thank you for the watch. matter of fact, somebody did give me this watch. Connie's sister, she gave me this watch years ago. And I was like, oh, that's great, thanks. She goes, oh, you're blessed. I go, no, I remember when she gave it to me. I go, no, I'm blessed even without this watch. I go, so if you think that's a blessing, I go, you can have it back. She goes, no, 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 I want to bless you. I go, okay, I'll take it. So, praise the Lord. It don't work, but praise the Lord. I just like wearing it. We equate gifts with the blessings and the love of God. Oh, here's some money. Here's a new car. Here's some new shoes. Here's this, oh, oh, God loves me. And then all of a sudden, when we're not getting new cars, new shoes, new houses, new anything, God hates me. No, 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 no. God's love is not conditional. Listen, this is very important. God is not Santa Claus. Very important to understand that. I know I just rocked some of your world right now. Some of you are going to leave and go home and go, oh, my gosh, I just found out Jesus is not Santa Claus. He's not. God will give you gifts, not even in the winter season. He'll give it to you in the summer, spring, fall. Even when you fall, he'll still bless you. (sighs) Unconditional. God loves you no matter what. Turn to your neighbor one more time. Tell him no matter what. Come on, tell somebody else. Tell them behind you. Tell them behind you, no matter what. As she comes to the piano, this is very important. The worship team gets ready. In Luke chapter 15, one of my favorite stories in the Bible, it says there was a son, he wanted his inheritance, and he took off. Now, this is what's very important about it. As I begin to read it, Something just stuck out to me. It just stood out to me. I said, "Whoa, look at this. I believe it's in Luke chapter 15, verse 23. It's where the son comes back, and the father says these words. He says, "My son, who was dead, has returned." Now as I began to read that scripture, I go, "Wait a second. He never died. So how could he have been dead and alive again? I don't understand that. So I began to study it, I began to study it, I began to study it, I began to study it. And as I began to study it, I said, oh my gosh, I couldn't believe this. That many of us, actually all of us, that we were dead in sin. All of us. Dead in sin. Dead in our transgressions. Dead. Even while you were dead, God still loved you. You know how impossible it is to love dead things? That's almost impossible. It's gone. Now, let's be honest. When we come and we have a funeral, there's a funeral here, and we always try to comfort the people, say, you know, you, know, you just got to, it's okay, over time, it'll go. But real love, even when things are gone, it's still there. It's still there. It's hard. Many of you, your mom's been gone for 20 years. Isn't your love still there for her? Your father's been gone for years, years, decades, some of you decades. Family's been gone, but your love's still there. See, when the prodigal son, when he left and he died, the father's love stayed no matter what. No matter what. Some of you here this morning, you came and you saw these dramas these past few weeks, and you have been reminded of the love of Christ that's always been there for you. Some of you, you grew up in church. You went to church when you were young, seven years old, eight years old, but around 12, 13 years old, you left the things of God because you wanted to make your own choice. 14 years old, I'm in high school now. I could do what I want. And guess what? You did what you wanted. You went wherever you wanted, with whomever you wanted, and put whatever you wanted inside of you. You drank as much as you could. You partied as much as you could. You did everything that you could. But then all of a sudden, you said, man, doing i can't believe i'm filthy i messed up i'm a sinner oh my gosh and so because of all the filth and all the dirt and all the things that are on top of you you figure god will never love me god will never accept me why because we're only accepted by how we look on the outside only how we look on the outside See, here we come and we look good. We wear ties. Oh, man, we look great. But we go home, man, we're filled with filth. And we think God will never accept me. If the people only knew how filthy I was. Listen, I want you to know something. My natural eyes mess me up. They just do. My natural ears I don't hear properly sometimes. But what you need to know and need to understand before you leave here, is that God sees all, knows all, hears all, understands it all, and still loves you all. No matter what. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise for that. No matter what. The father in the prodigal, in the prodigal story, he says, my son who is dead, he's come back and now he's alive. He's alive. Listen to me, son. Listen to me, daughter. You are now alive. And guess what that means? As soon as he said, my son is alive, he said, let's celebrate. In other words, you do not have to be in the muck and the mire anymore. You do not have to feel down. You do not have to feel depressed. You do not have to feel oppressed. Why? Because the love of your Father brings you life, eternal life. Listen to me. I know you're going through struggles at home. I know you've got things that you've been going through that no one else sees. I know that you've been seeing things and feeling things that no one else is ever going to understand. But know this. The love of Christ brings you life. You don't have to be dead anymore. Depression doesn't have to have you. (sighs) Ladies, listen to me. Depression does not have to have you. Listen to me. Fellas, fellas, don't let the love of money grab you and take your life away. Don't let it grab you. I got to make money. I got to make money. I got to make money. You don't have to make money. God already made you life. Accept the life of Christ. Everything else will be added unto you. Here this morning, I wanted to preach to you a message that pray for you would never forget because you need to never forget that God loves you no matter what. But my marriage is messed up. God still loves you. But even before I walked in, I had the temptation I wanted to go drink. God still loves you and even yesterday it was really hard for me and when I get stressed out I go smoke God still loves you some of you came in here and you knew you were gossiping about somebody else and man I, I, I don't know what it is but I just love to gossip God still loves you just the way that you are can you imagine that see you and I we have conditions brother you need to stop doing that sister you need to stop gossiping brother you better stop doing that and so we have these conditions if you don't stop it then I'm not going to love you listen Don't take God's love by my love. Don't take God's love by your neighbor's love. Don't even take God's love by your spouse's love. God's love is unconditional. But also know this. He loves you enough to not leave you where you're at. God's love changes you. It'll change you. It'll give you a feeling like you've never felt before. That no matter what you've done, no matter what you've seen, God loves you. Oh, that's the best feeling in the world. Isn't that the greatest feeling in the world to be accepted? To be loved? We just want to be loved, really. I just want to. I loved it. When I go to my father, I just put my head right there. Oh, it felt great to be loved. I love it when my wife comes with me, and she, I can tell she's going through it, and she just puts her head right here. Oh, oh, it feels great. There's nothing like it because it tells you that no matter what you're going through, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Listen, some of you here, you come to church, and you have this addiction still. It's hard for you, and you think if the people in church knew what I was doing, they wouldn't accept me. If they only knew how messed up I was at home, they probably would kick me out of the church, right? Because that's what the enemy's job is, to lie to you, to let you know that if you're messed up, you won't be loved. That's the enemy's job. If they only knew what you did at home, they wouldn't accept you. Don't go to church. Don't accept the love. They really don't love you because that's really what it's all about. God's love. God's love brings life. God's love brings eternal life. God's love brings an unspeakable joy. A peace that surpasses all understanding. For these three still remain. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is. It's the greatest. You are great. You do miracles so great. There's no one else like you. There is no one else like you. You are great. He's the greatest. The greatest that ever was. The greatest that ever will be. His love is great. It's great. Don't allow the conditions of me, the conditions of the person next to you, dictate how many shots you take and how many shots you miss. Don't worry about that. Wipe that slate clean. You're free. You're free. You're free. You're free. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Stand with me here this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hand.